0: Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love Radio Show. And a special hello and welcome to any new listeners to the show. And um, today's show is about what we really, what do we really want from life? What do you really want from life? But before I get into the show, there's only. 11 more days, sorry, 10 more days before I leave for LA. So I'm so, so excited. And for anybody that's going to be in the West Hollywood or the Hollywood area, um, please, absolutely, please, please, please send me an email because it's actually going to be the last two days that I'm going to be there, which are the 28th of Feb and also the 1st of March, that we're going to be organising a couple of get-togethers, which is going to be really beautiful from people from the community. So if you haven't as yet uh, sent an email and said that you're interested, please do that at melanie at com, so that I have an idea of numbers and uh, can book a couple of venues because I would just so love to meet you and give you a really big hug in person. I think it's going to be an incredible time to meet each other it really is so okay well let's get into this this article and this radio show for this week uh, and this was an inspiration that just came to me and I really wanted to write about it I've been sharing a lot about my life recently and where it's going and how this year for me is is really quite incredible 2013 was a very very formative year it was very much a year of letting go and doing inner transformation work which I know a lot of you have been doing and 2014 is really all set up in so many ways for so many of us to really blossom and I'm experiencing that on incredible levels and I know other people in the community are as well which is really really beautiful. So regardless of where you're at in the journey this uh, topic is very very relevant And it's very, very relevant to people who've been narcissistically abused. So what do we really want from life? And I mean really. Many of us had a firm idea of how our life would be at a certain stage of our life. And I've heard so many people state, I really thought that I'd be happily married with kids and that I'd be financially secure by now. But yet at the ages of 35 or 45 or 55 or 65, Life just did not turn out like that and there are actually some ladies in the community that are in their 80s and their life hasn't turned out the way they thought it would. Now I used to think like this as well, I used to actually be really devastated by this, that my life hadn't turned out the way I thought it would but truly this was only when I believed that those outcomes were my personal identity Now I look back at the stuff and the destinations that I thought I wanted and I realize that it wasn't it at all. So the purpose of this radio show is to help you align with the truth of what you really want and to help relieve the feelings that your worth, your identity and your life is now null and void because of what you haven't got or didn't achieve as a result of being narcissistically abused. Now, often our motivation for what we want can emanate from a position of fear, such as if I have enough money, I won't be scared of not having enough security. If I have a relationship, I won't be fearful of being alone. If I have a good career, people in my life will finally acknowledge my worth. Or if I don't keep creating more in my life, People will think I have nothing to offer. Other people will be more attractive or popular than me. Striving in this way is unfortunately generated from a fearful, wounded, inner center of lack and fear. And of course this is often the normal human experience. It's very much the egoic experience in that I need more or I need to be more or I need to show more, the ego is always about I'm not enough. So even though this can be often a way of generating and striving in life that is normal, but is it effective? And is it healthy? And is it productive? And does it generate the results that we really want to create? I have to say no. Because when we're in fearful reaction to life, never thinking we're enough, and always thinking we have to be more, we are not effective co-creators, we source life or, or well-being. In fact, we're snapped off from being effective co-creators. So it's really like trying to tune into a particular frequency when your dial is set to another channel. When we are trying to source our life from a position of fear and lack, we don't trust life. To nourish and support us we don't believe that life wants to grant us all the opportunities the openings and the synchronicities to support our highest self and our greatest capacities we haven't opened up to energies and realities which are much larger and more powerful than our own limited and fearful minds and we don't believe that life actually wants us to be happy and fulfilled Now fear is a product of the ego and last week's show and article was all about ego versus love and our ego wants to keep you stuck in the position of separation, lack finite resources, limitations and unworthiness and my ego used to do a really good job on me. So ego convinces us That we have to struggle, we have to fight for, we have to feel empty, we have to regret our position in life, we really believe and think and we're operating within a lens of feelings of not feeling safe or secure or loved or lovable or worthy and this can put us on. A never-ending treadmill of I'll be happy, safe and secure when fill in the gap. And of course tomorrow never comes because the ego, regardless of what it ever acquires, never feels good enough. So your ego makes sure that the when feels elusive. So we're really struggling to feel good enough to actually generate and create that thing that we want and if we do get it then those feelings of not being safe and not being secure and not being loved and not being worthy start to creep back in and we start to have that insecurity and that fear of loss again now when we have been narcissistically abused we lose out It's actually almost unheard of for anyone to be narcissistically abused and come out the other side prospering and flourishing. And the reason for that is because narcissists pathologically feel aggrieved, wronged and entitled. They actually believe their own twisted reasoning which is it was all your fault. So they actually feel like the victim regardless of how aggressive or pathological or cruel they're being to you and additionally narcissists are not limited with a conscience and they fight dirty and they will take all they can and they'll do it brutally if necessary so waiting for a narcissist to do the right thing or to come to his or her senses is akin to every country laying down their weapons and making peace because the egoic, fearful madness in this world just hasn't evolved to that level yet. And that egoic, fearful madness is narcissism. So that's what a narcissist does. So I'm not saying not to stand up for your rights because if it does feel right, stand up for your rights and walk the line of justice. And it's really, really important to release your emotional pain and fear So that you can be clear, you can be empowered and you can be a law of attraction match for what you want to create. And people that are NARP members working the NARP program that do the work at that level actually do secure the best results. However, truly, if you feel like you're selling your soul, you're at risk of remaining hooked into the narcissist or you're really disrupted and feel really polluted regarding moving forward in your life, you may want to consider whether or not rolling around in the filth is worth it. In both of the narcissistic abuse experiences I had, I decided that it wasn't worth it. And I certainly don't regret those decisions. So my decision to let go much faster after the second narcissistic abuse experience and move forward was due to this orientation where i asked myself what do i really want what do i really want now when we have been narcissistically abused and we do the recovery work this opens us up to a deep inner reflection of ourselves life and what our purpose of living is really about if we've got the courage To apply self-reflection, it grants us the ability to understand that the way we were previously sourcing our life was in fact fearful. Narcissists appear to be strong, confident and together. They appear to be capable and they appear to be a safe harbour to tie our ship to. And we think that because the narcissist is in our life, we won't have to weather the stormy fears of life anymore. We think that an unsafe, finite, punishing world just became safe because of this person. And we think that the narcissist will compensate for our own insecurities and our deep inner unworthiness of not being good enough to generate life the way we would really like to. We actually believe that the narcissist possesses the qualities that we don't have or the qualities that we'd like to have. That courage, that strength, that capability, etc. And that is the total illusion of narcissistic grandiosity. And I spoke about that last week in last week's show and article is Marianne Williamson makes a wonderful distinction between grandeur and grandiosity. And grandeur is the, is the real deal that stands on its own merits. Grandiosity is anything but. And we fell for the narcissist's grandiosity. We bought it. And it was our insecurities that bought it because we wanted it not to be false. We wanted it to be real. And we fell for it, despite our churning gut warning us otherwise. Our intuition was telling us something really wasn't right. Now if you could sit back as I do in my office at my computer, and you see the overwhelming evidence of how narcissists end up later in their life, I can assure you, that the apparent safe harbor and being powerful and having it all together charade is in fact a house of cards that can only and will only ever crumble and I've seen that to be incredibly consistent even with so-called extremely successful narcissists later in life so no matter how much the narcissist tries to make you believe that they've moved on and are having a great life I can assure you he or she hasn't and the reason is because the narcissist's ego is taking him or her on a one way ticket to demise because that's exactly what egos do and it's the only thing they can do The ego is an insidious cancer which creates fear, pain and anxiety and eventual sabotage and annihilation which is ironically exactly the things that the ego convinces it's needed for to provide safeguards against and that's so true whatever we fear we create and that's what exactly what happens to the narcissist now ultimately the karmic repercussions of conscienceless pathological living are not pretty Especially when the narcissist runs out of the intelligence, the energy and the charm to keep lying and deceiving and keeping one step ahead of the game. A narcissist's distorted brain wiring breaks down, becomes psychotic and delusional and any person with no grasp on reality, which narcissists struggle with even before they get to this point, any person who loses a grip on reality eventually ends up in a nursing home or an institution or in a bunker killing themselves think hitler consistently narcissists in later life have serious physical as well as mental illness parkinson's disease is astoundingly common and if you look up the metaphysical metaphysical reason for that manifesting it's actually about a perverse need to control, which is all about ego. Now, I would say nine out of the 10 narcissists I know of in later age that are still alive have Parkinson's disease. So I don't think that's any, um, I don't think that's just coincidence. So at the end of the line, these narcissists have no money, no personal power and very little, if any, personal connections or support. Now, the narcissist has intense self-loathing and loses the ability to source narcissistic supply to offset it. So it's the attention and the acclaim and the notoriety and all those things and, and sourcing previous conquests and... And, and information about glory days and all those sorts of things that's what keeps the narcissist temporarily getting hits of relief from intense self-loathing and as a narcissist gets older it gets incredibly difficult to keep offsetting it so what happens is the narcissist needs that offset to be able to hold up his or her mask and can't. So the mask drops and the narcissist's true personality becomes visible for all to see the older they get. Now who on earth wants to visit old, insane, creepy people who behave disgustingly? The answer is of course no one. And that's what happens to these older narcissists. Barely anybody goes to visit them because it's just too much of an atrocious debacle when they do narcissists get worse the older they get the damage within them escalates with no relief and i promise you that if you saw the evidence i get consistently from the community as well as older narcissists that i personally know of through friends and acquaintances As well as if you understood the biological truth of brain damage as a result of pathological malfunctioning. And what I mean by that is there is an ecology and a flow to the system of life. And that ecology and that flow is oneness. It's cooperation. It's care. It's empathy. It's connection. And when you get any system within the system that holds itself separated and works as a malfunction outside of that system, that system will continually traumatize itself, damage itself and start breaking down. And that's exactly what happens to the narcissist's brain. Now, when you realize all of this, you would never envy the narcissist's life or where it's going to end up. And it always reminds me of this song that Bon Scott sang, ACDC. I'm on a highway to hell because that's the truth. So truly, that hell is here and now for the narcissist. He or she is already in it and hence why the narcissist behaves the way he or she does. Neil Donna Walsh has a beautiful, beautiful expression. Why are you... How hurt are you to be able to treat me the way that you do abusers are acting from inner trauma and pain that's how and why they abuse so for the narcissist a life of fear instead of love severe distrust of self life and others the narcissist trusts nobody and chronic inner self-rejection we went into that last week how the narcissist won't go to the child underneath the castle floor and won't heal and connect to him or herself it's a pure living hell of an abuser's true emotional state and when you did see the grandiose front crack open and throughout the relationship you know that became more and more regular that's when you're exposed to the truth that's the state of the real person sadly now the problem is let's get it back to ourselves the problem is if our own ego is caught up in trying to source our life from an inner position of fear then we are really at risk of being a passenger on the narcissist titanic we're going to go down with the ship And it's a much worse demise than we could have ever orchestrated on our own. And that's what this article is really about. It's about getting off the sinking ship, which the narcissist and his or her life is, and into life the way that you are meant to source it and live it. So this next bit is about generating life authentically and it all gets back to these two emotions fear and love now if we're in reaction we're in fear and we're in the belief of the unworthiness that life source god whatever your understanding of a higher power is is not connected to us and is not supporting us in the infinite field then we're small we're limited we're empty And we're constantly disappointed. And then what happens is we're trying to cling to and control circumstances rather than letting go and letting life and creation flow through us. That higher power, not allowing it to co-create with us. And this is exactly why we hang on to abuse. What it really means is that we've assigned another person as the source god life of all things rather than establishing our own essential connection to the infinite field. And this is, of course, pandering to narcissism perfectly. Narcissism is an empty, insecure, vengeful, petty, false god demanding to be the center of other people's universes in order to try and create significance. Now that's not godly. That's a lesser god. And this is the cycle that we need to break to change our planet. Now the more people who do become connected to Source and the fullness of life, that higher power that operates life, The more people do that, the less there is going to be injured gazelles separated from the pack, susceptible to being picked off by hyenas. So it's only when we are separated from that infinite source, we are out on the edge of the pack, we're vulnerable, and we are targets. So when we're clinging to abuse, And we're not letting go in order to connect healthily with Source God life. We do. We receive all of the pain and the evidence which is screaming at us, this isn't working. And as you know, your whole life and yourself starts disintegrating. So what do we really want? Really want? We really want to be free to be ourselves fully and we want to be sourcing life through that infinite connection through love we want to be connected to the field of life and we want to be living enchanted as a result of the miracles small and big which support us every single day because that's what life does with us if we allow it and we want to be experiencing the opportunities which abundantly arrives To support our highest self and the growth of our greatest capacities. Because that is what Source God Life truly delivers every single day if we're showing up in life with an aligned, connected frequency. If that's our intention, and if that's what we start sourcing our life through, then we start experiencing that level of flourishing. And these miracles provide the evidence of how we're expanding, how we're connecting to ourselves, life and others, and how much life loves us and is supporting our highest flourishing in every incredible way conceivable. And that is so, so true. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, or what your life looks like now. I promise you, in the field... There are there are paths for you to take. There are life is trying to grant you exactly what you need to take you towards your highest flourishing. Now, if you are sourcing incorrectly and you're sourcing through fear, you're not going to be open to it. You're not going to be. You won't see it. You won't hear it. You won't know it. You're snapped off from it, and that is exactly what the problem's been. Now, when we are sourcing through our connection to the infinite field, we even bless every breakdown, knowing that it's clearing away an obsolete part of ourselves, our own fearful ego, to allow the growth of the next breakthrough. And we're perfectly conscious of this. So we're actually blessing it no matter how it's turning up. And when we know it hurts, We know it's something to let go of. It's life co-creating through our emotional frequency, letting us know this part of me isn't serving me anymore. It's time to up-level myself. It's time to transform and let go of this. When we're living this way, that's delight. That's love. That's living. And that's actually how we feel alive. And I know you will relate. So many people in this community that there are times when you've thought it would be easier to be dead you haven't even wanted to be alive and I know because I've been there now being alive has got nothing to do with where you come from or what you do or don't have now it is everything to do with who you are being right now There is an ever-growing movement on this planet from the insanity of darkness, which is the ego self, into light, which is our true self. And it is a battle of evil versus good. Now nothing encapsulates this more than being involved with narcissistic abuse, which is the very epitome of darkness, ego, which is separation from the infinite field. And that's where all pain is. When we're separated from the infinite field, it hurts. Now the truth is we never can be because we're always connected at all times. But we can be living the experience as if we're disconnected. Because if we believe that, well then that's the experience that we are creating for ourselves. Now when we think of battles of light and dark, it may conjure images of having to man up or woman up, put on the combat gear and get into the ring. But this actually isn't a battle of aggression and combat because you cannot beat darkness by throwing more darkness at it. And you will have lived that in your narcissistic abuse experience. You know how true that is. So what is the solution? The solution is that you can only eliminate darkness by becoming a personal force who starts connecting to light, generating your life through Source God, whatever your understanding of a higher power is, and letting go and turning away from everything that is darkness, which is those false substitutes that aren't Source God life. Now think about this logically, when somebody throws a light switch on, darkness disappears, it's gone. So your personal responsibility to yourself, your loved ones and to all of humanity is to heal yourself enough to throw on your switch and glow it as brightly as you can. And that's actually when you're going to start flourishing because you're connected to the infinite field and it is going to rush in everything to you to take you to your highest potential. What you want is what life wants for you and it is your greatest joy. Now if enough people did that, darkness could no longer exist. And personally, I feel so blessed that I can be a part of this movement and I can do radio shows and blog articles like this. And it inspires and urges me on every day when I see how many people in this community are emerging from the trance and realizing that being narcissistically abused was actually the hugest wake-up call to move from the darkness of our limited, fearful, egoic self into the light, which is our, our empowered true self. And when you have been violated and polluted and enmeshed in that much darkness and painful illusions of separation. You have to really make every effort to crawl out and become light, to be able to get to your light switch. Absolutely. It is the most courageous mission any human being can ever make. Gary Zukav talks about being a paratrooper and all sorts of things in the Secret Service and some of the missions that he had to do, jumping out of planes and parachuting in the dark and having weaponry on him and all sorts of things. And he said that didn't even compare to having to go in to meet his ego and his wounds and to heal himself and it's very true you know if you want to be the most courageous you have ever been it's about meeting your wounds so many people are transforming their lives to a level where their previous self becomes unrecognizable and yet ironically even though you've just become unrecognizable you actually become more yourself than you ever have before and that's a really interesting thing it takes the most courage to meet ourselves but actually once we do we wonder why we didn't before and actually how difficult and painful it's been trying to survive before we did that so what does becoming more of you than ever before mean? It's a development towards knowing that your limited, fearful self, and I call it a small self, and a lot of other people do, too. And getting back to Joe Dispenza, it's that tiny, tiny part of our cognitive brain that isn't the infinite mind. And if we look at ourselves cellularly and we break it all down into science, it's actually perfectly understandable that every cell has a tiny little nucleus in this massive space and now science, quantum physics is proving that that space is pure consciousness it's what's actually running everything, is consciousness consciousness is what makes our heart beat, it's what makes our cells divide it's, it's the ecology and the system and the flow of life force, it's God if you like and our limited fearful self is not that it's a tiny, tiny portion of us and that tiny limited fearful self, our egoic mind, has no control of our life. It's not connected to the field. It's out on its own trying to pit itself against the field and control the field and change the field instead of working with it. So it's like a renegade person in a group not cooperating And when they're not communicating, not cooperating, and not flowing, and not co-creating. And when we develop, we realize that there's actually something much more powerful, loving, and immense that operates through you, which is the source of all life. And that powerful force is positioned waiting to partner with you constantly and consistently and lovingly if you get that small limited fearful part of you out of the way now last week's article and radio show was all about reconciling your inner wounds and why it's so essential to do that and we were able to get that understanding of that's what differentiates us between narcissists and simply being separated fearful people is that we do have the ability to reconcile we do have the ability to come home so the transformation of emerging from the slumber of separation and fear it's not an instant one we don't wake up one day and the lampshade comes off our head and we state I get it I now feel delivered to the other side it's really interesting I was having um, a morning walk with a girlfriend this morning and we were talking and i said to her my experience it was like i kept pulling the bricks out of the wall one by one by one by one and releasing my fears one by one by one and then all of a sudden it was like the walls fell over and i was out of an old reality and into a new reality where the fear and the pain was just gone and this particular girlfriend is working through a lot of her stuff and I said to her you are just so close I can feel it just keep going because you're nearly nearly there and when we get to that point where we can actually let the wall fall over is when we can connect to that infinite field and just completely surrender and open to it and then everything changes now The reason that we just can't get it immediately and we can't just be there is because we do have a great deal of painful trapped emotions and faulty belief systems and inner agony to deal with. Now for any of us that have been narcissistically abused, that's especially apparent because we really felt cheated and destroyed and betrayed and often annihilated. But, and little did we realize that the wonderful life and person we thought the narcissist was was really going to be our worst nightmare and that was our illusion that we were living we were actually trying to source our connection and our life force through a person instead of the direct connection And we also didn't realize that our original emotional injuries which caused us to be susceptible to narcissists we were that limping gazelle at the edge of the herd that could get picked off. We didn't realize those wounds were going to get ripped open again but this time more dramatically because these wounds were really going to get our attention this time. And the resulting despair and depression and resentment and regrets kept us separated from the infinite field. And Because that frequency of pain and fear tunes us into another channel. We can only be sourcing life through the field when we don't have that fear and pain. It blocks the channel. And the frequencies of fear and love are as extreme and they're as polar opposite as living in hell or experiencing heaven on earth. If we ignore those agonized feelings and we know that when we've got agonized feelings, we contract. We contract, we pull back, everything contracts down into protection. We're not connected to the field. So if we leave ourselves like that, what happens is we're going to try to continue sourcing life through fear, And we're in reaction to that inner pain. And after being narcissistically abused, it's escalated. It's worse than ever. And what happens is our emotions and our life get worse. They don't get better. Because we're now living that illusion of separation even more dramatically than what we were before. Now unfortunately, many contemporary solutions involve trying to ignore, distract from, or shut these emotions up and that unfortunately is one of the biggest flaws of the human experience is emotional pain let's just try and turn it off, let's take a pill, let's get a distraction, let's try to get somebody else to fix it for us and that's what is disconnecting us more and more from ourselves and from the infinite field And what happens in those contemporary solutions, it's about, well, let's just shut the emotions up enough so that you can function. But they don't really offer the true solution. And I've met so many people 20 years down the track from narcissistic abuse who are just so medicated so they can function. But they are not flourishing. They are not thriving. And their life is not expanding into the beauty and the joy and the truth and the love that it could be and it should be. So the only true solution is to turn towards these painful emotions. To go to that inner part of ourselves. That inner, young, undeveloped, fearful, scared, insecure part. And not turn away from it. Because we have to transform it. And we're not just transforming the wounds that were incurred in narcissistic abuse, but also the old unfinished business that led us there in the first place. So piece by piece, when we free our subconscious, now how do we know what our subconscious is up to? By what our emotions are doing. Our emotions are the language of our subconscious body. Subconscious body, mind. It's the same thing. It's all connected so when we free the emotions when we free the pain a space opens up in our body and in our heart and then space opens up in our minds now when we're looking at true healing when we get the emotions out of our body those trapped painful emotions then our mind reflects those changes our neuro pathways actually change and then what happens when our body and our heart and our minds have opened up what happens is we have an inherent wisdom, we have an inherent knowing of how we are connected to all of life we're in the infinite body and the truth is within our DNA, we are all coded to know this. Absolutely coded. It's just that our programming, our ego, and our accumulated wounds have kept us operating, struggling, and flailing around within the illusions of separation, which are the emotions of fear, and they're the beliefs and the evidence of lack of support and unworthiness. When we have limiting belief systems, we're actually generating life through the lens of those belief systems. And what's the purpose of a belief system? To create the evidence with life that proves the truth of the belief. So if we believe we're unworthy because that's the wound we had from a very young age, life will present us all the evidence that supplements our unworthiness. So to experience the natural phenomena of connectedness when we can release those trapped painful emotions and we get the shift that's what a shift is all about that's what it means to become more fully ourselves it's the emancipation of becoming free of the pain and dissolving the fear and the futility of trying to control conditions outside of us in order to try and feel loved, safe, or worthy, which is what we all want. So this emancipation grants us the ability to open up, connect through our heart to life, and accept life's blessings, which is a flow of well-being, love, opportunities, and beauty to flow back through us. That's the oneness. When we are presenting to life with openness and love and flow, that then flows back from life, that infinite, unlimited field through us. And I hope you can feel what I'm saying, because you are coded to know this at a deep soul and DNA level. So this is the reality of our true power, and how we are all coded into the ecology of life. And when we become this connection, we realize who we really are. And then we look back at who we were being and that person has become a complete stranger. We don't recognize ourselves. Now the ego puts up some incredibly pervasive arguments in regard to this. Because our ego's purpose is the darkness. Everything has light and dark. That's the system of the universe we live in. And that is going on at a micro level, at a macro level. And the micro level is within every single one of us. And this is what we're working at dissolving. So that we can become who we truly are. So the ego convinces us that to stop creating and sourcing life through fearful reaction... And to let go of needing to control outside circumstances leaves us vulnerable and makes us really exposed to loss. So if we imagine dropping control, opening up flowing and trusting and just knowing life is providing and show up and say yes and be inspired and the ego has a fit because it's out of a job. So the ego convinces us through all forms of distorted thinking and self-created manifestations. And the ego is very, very good at generating in the field all sorts of drama and pain. And then convinces us that we can't function. We can't accumulate love or worth or security unless we compete. Model ourselves to fit in and guard and protect ourselves. So... The ego's catchphrase is work the room, be everything everyone needs you to be to get what you want. So the ego says look at the outside world, gauge it and twist yourself into a pretzel to be in a particular shape that's going to be good enough to get what you want. Now our infinite intelligence which is connected to life Sourcing through love and connection states, and these are some words of Marianne Williamson, who I'm very inspired with at the moment, and these words of it are just brilliant. All you need to do is show up and then open your heart, your mind, and your mouth. And that is so true. If you were to do a presentation and you were to just get up and connect and open your mouth and just be life source god is going to flow through you the most appropriate message for the co-creative flourishing of yourself and the audience that's how it works so this really means be yourself be your true self and this is significant this is vital and when you are authentic when you are aligned with your highest and most truest orientation, life responds to you as love, connection, worthiness, flourishing and power, true power. Authenticity is not weakness and it is not a pushover. Authenticity is not needy, it's not empty, it's not dependent and there aren't the fears of rejection, criticism or abandonment which is creating further maladaptation. Authenticity is Source God Life working through us. And Source God Life is full. It's already a complete system. Why on earth would God Source Life need to self-abandon, need to lie, hide, deceive or people please in order to try and get something something that it just already is so authenticity is God godding now compare that to the false God of narcissism which is ego personified narcissism as a false God it's neediness, it's insecurity, it's childish wounds and lack of emotional development which causes petty, demanding, entitled, manipulative, and immature behavior, purely because the ego does not feel whole, worthy, or connected to the infinite support and the love of life. Now, I really want to put this in, it's not in the article, but I've just had this inspiration. Because I've been doing this stuff in regard to ego and love, people have been emailing or blogging and saying, you know, am I the narcissist? Because I know I'm in my ego. I want to make it really, really clear to the whole community that all of us, when we're disconnected from sourcing life through source, we all feel fearful and small and separated. And, and we may be really not feeling authentic at all. However... For you to be narcissistic, it means you don't have a conscience. If you have a conscience, you are not a narcissist. Please know that. Okay, so getting back to what do you really want. You really want to be yourself. You want to be the true you. Because this is where love, joy, flourishing and being who you came to be really is. And it's huge when you're connected to the infinite resources of life. And I love that because my orientation when I really, really tapped into that and surrendered and just opened up to that, it's just such a recognition of God's source life. You have resources, answers, ways, connections, permutations, possibilities that I couldn't even dream of. I don't have access to those resources. I can't possibly have access to those resources. So when we expand and we surrender and we say yes and we open up and we know we can look after ourselves in that, that's when the magic happens because we become big. We become huge. So that means I'm not just little Melanie now trying to make my life work. I'm little Melanie connected to the bigness of life. And life can source through me now. And grant my flourishing. And that's what I'd love you to experience because it's just such an incredible place to be sourcing life from. Now when we're not doing that, what happens is of course we're going to feel small and limited and fearful if we're not connected to that infinite field. And then we are really, really susceptible to trying to source ourselves through things or a person. And that absolutely equals looking for love in all the wrong places. And it's always going to be disappointing and disastrous because we're learning how to authentically source life. So this article is coming out on the blog tomorrow and I would really... Love to hear your comments in regard to this article. And speaking of looking for love in all the wrong places, as opposed to sourcing life through source, I'm going to be sharing a two-part series about my recent dating experiences, which I alluded to in my coming back blog. And I can't wait to share this with you because it's really pretty revealing. I'm going to be bearing all. And that's going to be next week on my Empowered Life and Love newsletter. So on this blog that's coming out, there'll be a link that if you haven't subscribed to that yet, you'll be able to subscribe because that two-part series is actually deeply connected into these last two articles and radio shows that I've done. It all ties together and I really hope it will help a lot of single women out there. Um, who are really wanting to recreate their life authentically and lovingly so that's it for me for this week everybody and i hope you enjoyed that and i look forward to answering uh, all of your responses on the blog bye-bye lots of love with lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere